Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Are you telling me we were playing pretend for a long, long time, David? Uh, yeah, in in Afghanistan. Uh, this is just humiliating. So yesterday we talked about a couple of the highlights from the government watchdog who's been overseeing the Afghan operation now for like 12 years. And now that we have had that evacuation, very messy evacuation uh, a year and a half ago, uh, he is wanting to compile sort of a final report on what all went wrong, and he's being stymied by the Biden administration and the Pentagon, probably because nobody wants to admit how badly they screwed this whole thing up for two decades. So and they're just not cooperating. Yeah, and so I went back and I watched the the whole hearing uh, with okay. his testimony. John Sopko's his name. Uh, he is ticked, man. So he was asked about the report that about, oh, yeah, the uh, uh, a third of Afghan police forces that the U.S. supposedly trained, <laughs> a third of them were either drug addicts or members of the Taliban, uh, you know. But it's worse than that, actually. Uh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Roll it. Well, it wasn't just drug addicts and the Taliban. They just weren't there. Uh, the uh, provincial uh, governor of, uh, I believe it was Herat province back in 2000, oh God, it's the second year I was there, I believe, third year, said that 50% of his police never existed. So I, I think, I mean, I go back to the saying, it wasn't just drug addicts and Taliban, it was also they didn't exist. Yeah. The, the third of the people who were there, yeah, they were drug addicts and yeah, they were probably Taliban, but, you know, the bigger issue is that a lot of the people that we were counting on to uh, keep the Taliban away, never actually existed. They were just numbers on a spreadsheet. And part of this testimony yesterday, get this, as many as as much as 80% of that whole 350,000 man fighting force only existed on paper. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. You would think if you asked the American people, hey, would you want to know about this, that this happened? I mean, if you were to guess, at least 80 percent of yeah. Americans say, yeah, well, yeah, I want to know about that. Tell me about that. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what news media is supposed to do? In well, theory? yeah. I mean, we know what the real story is now. It's propaganda. But if there was a real news media apparatus in this country, that would be a story. You've all been lied to. Yeah. You've but all not, been lied not to. Not only did it happen... Most people in this country will never know what happened. Right. And so, I mean, part of this testimony, and I'll just tell you what I recall from watching it, some of the highlights to me, not only did we have a phantom military that we had propped up, but the Air Force that did exist. Yeah. One of the reasons why the Air Force crumbled so quickly is because in, in Afghanistan is because, uh, well, a little while back, somebody made the decision, I wouldn't know why, to switch their gear from Soviet gear to American gear, you know, instead of Soviet helicopters that had been left, that the Afghan forces were actually trained on. They knew how these things operated. 
Well, we switched them to brand new, shiny American stuff. And, well, the Air Force was telling people in the White House and in the Pentagon, these people aren't going to be able to do maintenance on it or operate it for until, like, 2030. And yet... We, we but just, it doesn't you know, matter. The, the right people got paid is what it, right. what it comes down to. Because the equipment is bought and paid for. Yep. And all the Congress people <laughs> who those companies sponsor and give money to, yep. they got their money. Everybody got their money. So what does it really matter? Uh, I, because that's the goal in the end, isn't it? Yeah. And, Unbelievable. And it's like not only for the Afghan people, but for American soldiers. Oh, who went, gracious. fought, died, or came back physically or mentally and spiritually broken from that? Then we all know people. What these, what people in D.C. did is freaking treason. It is unacceptable. And again, man, so many people in the country are not even going to know what happened. It's so frustrating. Okay, more on that a little bit later. There's so much to get to. Now, actually, and this was crazy to me, and I actually saw it on Good Morning America, so I'm looking at that and NBC, what are they actually going to cover? And this is the IRS whistleblower on Hunter Biden. Yeah. Interesting development. CBS News, of all places, put out a report and interviewed the lawyer of an IRS special agent who's claiming political actors are hampering the tax evasion case against Hunter Biden. Now, uh, the lawyer for this person wants Congress to grant him whistleblower uh, status. The lawyer isn't saying Hunter Biden's name, but CBS says they know the target was Hunter Biden. And the lawyer is claiming a senior political appointee lied to Congress about political influences in this investigation. And CBS News is identifying that person as Attorney General Merrick Garland. (laughs) Mark Lytle is the attorney for the IRS whistleblower, and he did an interview with CBS News. Typical steps that a law enforcement investigator would take were compromised because of political considerations. Why can't your client talk to us directly at this point? There are laws that provide protection to whistleblowers, and he has to navigate that. Would you find any evidence or allegation of a political agenda? No. (laughs) To him, the truth is one truth, and he wants to come forward with it. The things he's been through are, are very well documented in emails and other communications with the Department of Justice. Maybe it's possible there are still some people in the country that just want the truth out there. Yeah. Crazy as it seems. Just like the men and women that sign up for the military, not knowing what was really going on in Afghanistan that would lay their life on the line for the country. Right. <laughs> yeah. There might be good in some people that just want the truth out there. And so the fact that CBS does the story and that ABC covered it today, David, what do you make of that? I, you know, I I can't help but think, and, you know, this almost feels like Lucy with the football at this point, but it does almost feel like um, two things are happening. One, I think there are some people in news media who are realizing how big of a joke they appear to be to a lot of Americans, and they're trying to say, okay, well, let's provide at least some level of cover to say that, you know, hey, we're not showing all favoritism to benefit the left. The other thing is, I do wonder how much this has to do with the fact that Joe's senility isn't exactly getting better. There you go. That's it. I swear to God, that's it. <laughs> They're going to do everything they can to make sure he doesn't run or he can't run again. Seriously. Okay. I've thought both of those things, and I think there's something to it. Because there are so many stories that legacy media will not cover. 
and you think they have to cover this and they won't do it, but they're covering this. Why? And I think it could be one of those two scenarios. Another one could be, well, Hunter Biden is going to get nailed one way or another. Yeah. Okay. If you go after the taxes, maybe lying about that gun, maybe that would be the extent. And everything else as far as the Biden family yeah. and the involvement there, we won't touch that. It's just like, well, there's the one rogue, you know, crackhead son, <laughs> but it's not the whole family. The old Al Capone conviction. Who knows what tax this evasion. Yeah, Something, but yeah. it wouldn't be the whole Biden family right, that would exactly. take down the president. No, he would be the one they throw under the bus. That'd be it. Yeah, so, hands are clean now. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. but at the same time, the whistleblower is saying that political pressure from the White House is hampering the investigation. So it does draw in the president. Well, yes, because, of course, they're going to say, oh, we don't know where this could go. Yeah. So you don't know. I don't want him running. That's, that's that, it, And you could be right. That's, ex- that's exactly what I think. They're going to they're try to damage him enough, not completely. Give but this to, to Biden, though. He did create 12,000 jobs. No, he didn't. That's a lie. That's a freaking lie. <laughs> well, I hate this stuff. Well, one, I really I, do. I, well, I think he meant to say 12 million, which is <laughs> yes. also a lie. But uh, Well, that's all a lie. Yeah, Joe Biden unveiled a stunning new stat during his speech yesterday. <laughs> We've created more than 12,000 brand new jobs no, in two haven't. years. That's more than any president of American history has created in four years. Well, 12,000 more than anybody in four years? Yeah. No. Hmm. How many of those people went back to work after the pandemic? Well, the, right. That's the thing is that actually 12,000 is probably more accurate than what, it is than more what accurate. he says. Because yeah. a lot of those jobs were not created. They were just refilled, essentially. Exactly. Uh, actually, the vast majority of them have been. So the, the government 12, funding ran out and they went back to work. 12,000 might actually be more accurate. I, I think he meant to say 12 million. But It's still hilarious, though. He does it all the time. Well, he has not what he meant to say. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he has trouble with numbers and it's well documented. And so today I put together a little montage of Joe Biden versus numbers. Okay. You've talked go. about this for a while. This yeah. is like one of those projects that have finally... It's finally come to fruition. Yeah. Roll it out. 1.4 million. Uh, well, excuse me, a 1.4 million, 1.4 mile stretch. Going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sideline. Now we have over 120 million dead from COVID. It's estimated. Whoa, 100, a third of the population. 120 million dead. Holy mackerel. That's right. We must have been off that week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Whoo, doggies. It's estimated that 200 million people have died. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars. More than all Whoa. the wars. So according to Joe Biden's uh, mathematics in those last three uh, clips there, the U.S. is what, like negative 150 million people now? Yeah. <laughs> we, we're all dead from COVID or guns. A lot of people have come back from the dead. Right. <laughs> it's something else I've accomplished with my administration. Well, all 10 of us are going to get together this weekend for a picnic. <laughs> I mean, that completely understands why he's got the open border policy. we got to refill the joint. We're empty. God dang. <laughs> also under- governor and money pre-K. But you know the thing. Whatever. It also explains why we have a zombie president, because apparently we've got a lot of citizens who are zombies right now. Representation. Matters, fellas. <laughs> Brains. Brains. <sighs> Zombies identifying as humans.
Okay, and alive. Much to get to. You're telling me the CDC director lied again? She's a nervous wreck always. We'll get to that much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, and the polka dots. Scott Robin. Hello. Uh, the CDC director lying again? Yeah. Yeah. Is she nervous? That's the big concern. She is always a nervous <laughs> wreck, man. I mean, she—it's—it's yeah. it's an emotional roller coaster following yeah. this lady. She hasn't really say been... if she was a dog, what kind of dog would she be? Go. Uh, she'd be a mix between a poodle and a chihuahua. Yes, a little freaky little dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Constantly whining. <laughs> man, where did that come from? I don't know. I just I always think Chihuahua every time I see her, like a little frightened Chihuahua. <laughs> like one of those hairless breeds, too. Yeah. Just like shaking all the time. Yeah. Clap of thunder and it's just shaking. Yeah. <laughs> you saying she needs a thunder vest or something? Maybe. She does. That was, yeah. Something to comfort her. Yeah. I don't know. She's a mess, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Remember, she made news, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, a couple of years ago when she said on MSNBC that people who got the COVID vaccine did not get or spread the coronavirus. Now, that wasn't true. And I know there is some uh, revisionist history that goes on. But even the CDC spokesman said as, said as much, like three days after she said that, the, the, the CDC uh, spokesman put out a statement saying, well, we don't really know that. That's still an open question. Early data is positive, but we don't know that for sure. Fauci even said, that's pretty open, you know, question right now and an important one to figure out. Now, mm -hmm. that, that tune changed in the ensuing months, of course. <clears throat> but Walensky, uh, testifying this week before Congress, lied about that entire timeline. Wow. That's at the time it was, it was a wild type of virus that we had. It was um, even before the alpha variant. It was the yeah, that's, wild type virus. Yeah, that, that's sounding funky. We got we got Russians or something stealing our audio quality. It's a weird phenomenon that's happened this week with audio. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to get too freaked out about it. I remember this happening. Okay, this is years ago with different Beatles songs. Yeah. Outside of that, I can't remember the amount of problems that will sound fine on one computer and terrible on another, yeah. like garbly. Yeah, it's very strange. But what she said was, uh, yeah, that was true, actually, at the time that the vaccine did did allow people to uh, not get the virus or spread the virus. But then the science evolved, you see. But again, if you look at the timeline, it, I mean, it, it actually doesn't add up because why else would the CDC communications director or whoever that person was go out there and say well we don't actually know that for sure <laughs> yeah they were trying to put the brakes on that quick they've been caught in so many oh, lies oh, yeah. over the last few years i remember when you put the montage for that together and it was walensky's emotional roller coaster because this was all through the period of a couple months because it did seem to me when she first got into the gig she was just doing what a regular person would do is sort of tell the truth. And mm -hmm. then the brakes got put on fast and she was a good little soldier. 
Like, okay, what is it you want me to say then? Yeah. And it was back and forth and back and forth. And I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. The answer to that is to really close things down, to go back to where we were last spring. <laughs> schools can safely reopen, but right now I'm scared. It's possible to reopen schools safely without all of the teachers being vaccinated. Teachers should be uh, prioritized. Schools should be <laughs> full-fledged, in-person. There's a lot of work that we need to do and to get our children our, our schools to a safer environment but no wonder she's dizzy yeah. going back and forth all the time shaking her head back and forth we have all longed for this moment when we can get back to some sense of normalcy yeah <laughs> hey totally um hairless chihuahua <laughs> <laughs> i just saw a story former pussycat dolls star um, shares her vaccine injury story. Wow. This is pretty wild. Jessica Suda? Suda? Yeah, I don't know. Said, when the neuropathy came and spread through my whole body, I remember staring at the ceiling and thinking, oh, my God, this is it. I'm dying. She was on American Thought Leaders sharing her story. Wow. She did not want to believe it was true because she said she just wanted to do the right thing and wanted to stop the spread of COVID. And so she was asked, okay, for those that might not know, what does that mean exactly as far as the neuropathy? She said, small fiber neuropathy feels like you're on fire. In my case, it was in my rib cage and all the way down my spine. It would come in contractions and waves, and it was so debilitating. I just didn't know what to do. I begged my general practitioner to let me see a neurologist. The first thing he said was, when did you get the vaccine? He said, I think you had an adverse reaction. That was the first time I actually acknowledged it was happening to me. Just didn't want to believe it. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty wild. What totally about the future switching of the gears. Pussycat dolls. Do you know anything about that? What's that? Do you know anything about the future plans of the Pussycat Dolls? I do not, Scott. Darn. Were you hoping they were on tour this summer? I'm saving my pennies. I don't know any of their music. I know one of their members did a song with Alice Cooper. Um, it's really good. Really thought it was awesome. But outside of that, not... Okay, just not, checking. I don't know much about them. Um, I saw this story about late-night TV hosts. And you're talking specifically about Kimmel and Colbert. You know, those hacks. Cool. The, the future does not look good. Oh, tell me more. And it's a pretty deep reason why. We'll get to that much more coming up. The Monthly Bank Camp Show. Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. The whole thing about our withdrawal from Afghanistan, it made pretty much everybody in America angry. And it was angering to see this again play out this week. Yeah. You got especially angry to watch the whole hearing. Yeah, John Sopko is the government watchdog uh, looking over the entire Afghanistan debacle um, and for years, he's frustrated because the Pentagon has blocked his efforts of oversight, and the Biden White House is doing the same. They won't talk to him. They're trying to figure out, okay, how did you get this this wrong when you're going out there and saying, hey, there's like 350,000 men in fighting shape, and they're going to defend their country from the Taliban, and then they just completely got wiped out. Well, not only that, man, just within the last two weeks, we've heard from those officials, we're proud of the job we've done. Yeah. Yeah, right. And right. Insanity. And, yes. and it, it turns out that as much as 80% of those 
fighting forces were only in existence on paper. They weren't actually there on the ground. And people knew it. <laughs> we talk about the war on reality. Everything's pretend with these idiots. Yeah. But, of course, you know, that the check's cleared, so that's all that matters. Uh, they're hiding the Pentagon and the White House. They're hiding behind the classified shield uh, to not release any information about how much money we wasted on this whole war. And he's Roll had it. it. Many of those reports were classified because we had a general tell us because Ghani, President Ghani, was embarrassed if they were released. Now, there is no President Ghani anymore, but still this, the DOD, state and aid, will not declassify. I have no declassification authority as a cigar. I have to rely on the agencies. You have to rely on the agencies. And we're still waiting for like 12 years of reports to be declassified. Deep state, man. Hash. Mm -hmm. before we get to the rest of that clip, and remember that president? Afghanistan. Hup, see you later. Yeah. I'm out of here. It's all going downhill. <laughs> I got my parachute. See, see you later. later. Oh, Good yeah. luck to you. <laughs> Dude's taking suitcases of, of cash out of the country. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> see you later. I hear Italy's nice this time of year. Unfreaking real. Many of them just because they embarrass President Ghani, who is no longer president of Afghanistan. So I may sound a little upset. I think you should be upset. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Agreed. Gosh, dang. Okay, I'm going to just ask it again, and I'll go to the senior member of the show, Scott Robbins, because you've been around the longest. Have you ever seen an administration this screwed up? No. I, I mean, and I mean that honestly. Just absolute I mean, clown car? Generally, what happens, even before this stage, once there are sons, is dissension in the ranks, Yeah. usually people get fired. Sure. Almost immediately. Things are interchangeable, right? Well, it, we used to be cynical about who's going to be the yes. fall guy because someone Somebody has to getting right. fired. Somebody falls on the sword, right? Not anymore. No. they No. Just no. We're just going to gaslight. I mean, look, we did a great I mean, job. Just look at the jobs they've done. <laughs> Point to something that's better. I know. One thing. Uh, equity. No, it's not. Less mean tweets. It's, it's, Maybe. It's, it's the most diverse failure in United States history. <laughs> there okay. you go. Well, that is true, David. That, yes. History will note. <laughs> well said. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, it's time of the show. Going around the table. It's not the biggest story of the day, but you saw it. Caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? All right, so this is just another update on the uh, teen takeover that happened last weekend in oh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing to me, after everything that we saw, where you had roving bands of, of young thugs going and beating the crap out of people. They're assaulting bus drivers, people just walking out of a store, uh, people Jumping just driving on cars, the cars. beating up yeah. people in cars, yeah. damaging cars. And local politicians in Chicago are still defending them. This is outrageous to me it is yeah. uh brandon johnson this is the mayor elect remember he put out a statement talking about well we don't need to demonize kids <laughs> they need more opportunities well he doubled been down starved of opportunities he he doubled yeah. down on that talking to reporters about the mayhem that happened last weekend in chicago and well the city of chicago it, it, listen if you know someone who lives within the city limits tell them to get the hell out because this guy's a menace Look, oh, yeah, it's going to get demonizing worse. Demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. 
Have you ever raised young people? Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? I found that out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They what? do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that is outrageous. See, the thing is, is that playing baseball in the house is not at all the same as people beating the crap out of drivers and passersby. Okay. Two people were shot. <sighs> this is what happens when equity trumps intelligence. This guy is dumb. You know, I used I mean, to feel and bad. tragically right. dumb for the people of Chicago. I used to feel bad, but now I'm like, you voted for this jackass. Yeah. Deal. Deal. Well, there This are, is what you got. There are plenty of people that didn't vote for him. And I know it's tough, man. Well, because then you got to get out. I know. But it's tough when you're, say, 50 years old and you've owned this business in this town this long and you've got everything into it. What else are you going to do? You can pick up a move. What are you going to do when you get to Tennessee or Texas or Florida? You got to start all over. That's very difficult. And you got family around. It sucks, man. Oh, my goodness, this guy. You know, I know we got to get to your story, Scott, and mine, too. But you break down what that guy just said. Oh, yeah. They, this is what they do, though. They're children. Okay, when you are causing that kind of destruction, you need to be treated as an adult. You want to cause crimes like an adult? You need to be dealt with like an adult. Yeah. When he talks about his his two sons being the hell out of the elderly neighbor, then we can talk. That's not some childhood, you know, breaking a window yeah. because your, your baseball went through a type situation. All right. I mean, you are hurting uh, people. Oh, my goodness, Didn't, man. They need to be dealt with. And you're equating this to your kids sliding down the stairs? It's so stupid. Play? What it, is the dumbest thing I've ever heard? And, and honestly, it's kind of amazing to see someone from the left default to boys will be boys after we yes. were told that's toxic masculinity. Right. Exactly. What? It's anything to fit their narrative in the moment. It doesn't matter what it is. You know what? I'm going to change my story. I'm going to go with a different story, and I'm oh. going to hop in in front of you if you don't okay, mind, all Scott. Right. All right. And, and I, well, you probably saw the footage of this yesterday, and it, and it is getting coverage. But there's a different spin to me on this. If you oh, saw the it, car plowed um, right through an outdoor restaurant. Andrew Dimbert has. Do you, remember, do you see this Midtown Manhattan? The car? Yeah. The cops are trying to pull this car over. Car takes off. And goes right through this outdoor restaurant. Lucky somebody wasn't killed. Wow. I mean, it was insane. It all started when the NYPD attempted to pull over a black Cadillac for potentially driving with a fake license plate. The driver speeding through the Manhattan streets, trying to evade officers before plowing right through an outdoor dining structure, nearly missing a female pedestrian. The driver also taking out a street sign and a fire hydrant before escaping on foot. By the way, that pedestrian that was nearly hit was missed by inches. Okay. Here's my just little take on it. Why did the driver take off? Why did he run? Because now, analytically, it's better off for him to run. Absolutely. He might get away. And are they really going to follow up? Are they going to end up finding this guy? And if they do, then what happens? Yeah. How long before he's back out on the street? There's no deterrent. No. There's no consequence. I mean, like in Chicago, kind. where they have made it 
against policy to chase someone who's running from the cops. They don't want the cops chasing after that person. So, of course, that gives incentive to run. It should be double the punishment if you run. It doesn't make any sense. It's so frustrating. I mean, and yes, thank God no one was killed in New York in midtown Manhattan yesterday. It could have easily happened. You know, that guy didn't care. He was just trying to get away. Oh, running from cops is part of the exercise program in Chicago. <laughs> they're trying to build healthier. They're trying to build healthier people. Jamie. We got too many obese kids. <laughs> right, At we, least they're running. They're running from the cops. Yeah. There you go. All right, Scott. What's your story? Well, my story involves Ted Lou. Ted Lou, perhaps the dumbest member of the House, keeps proving that time and time again. Yesterday, as they're talking about this bill that would uh, uh, that would deny the trans people from competing against girls and girls sports oh, which yeah. makes total sense the it'll, biological dudes yeah, say they're women. It'll, yeah. it'll fail in the senate and the president will be told anyway but all that being said ted thought he's going to be cute yesterday he tweets out kids in maga states will be kept ignorant they won't know gay, gay marriage is even the law they won't be what? taught facts that make them uncomfortable they will be coddled in a mega bubble and when they go to work or trade school or college they will be made fun of and disrespected Trade school? Really? Or college. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to ask you a question. (laughs) Did I ever spend any time in a trade school? (laughs) Welcome to... Welcome to the Plumbing Journeyman program. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. Uh, That's that's a phrase that has never, ever been uttered unless in sarcasm. Yeah, let's see how that goes, Ted. When I read this, too, and I think to myself, I think this all the time. Every human on the planet is aware of LGBTQ. You dork. Who isn't aware of that? Who isn't aware of the that? The full court press has been on for a while. And what exactly is a MAGA state? I don't, what the hell are you talking about? All right, we're going to learn how to disassemble a carburetor here. But first, would you share your pronouns with me, please? <laughs> okay. I'm sure that happens. Oh, that is hilarious, man. Ted wants to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was one of those people that was posing with the other dorks with a Bud Light in their hand. Yes. Like that yeah. was going to make it all right. Yeah. Like that's the new Bud Light customer. <laughs> they look so comfortable like they'd done it before. Never. Oh, it was a total pose. It, it wasn't absolutely like, was. It wasn't like people relaxing having so a beer. It was so phony. It's like, yeah. here, let me get the label so it's right there in camera view, and I'll hold it up just slightly. Just some guys just, you know, shooting the bull, drinking some Bud Lights. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the house passed the old... Bill barring the transgender athletes from women's sports. So we'll see. It'll die. Yes, but some people are going to have to answer questions at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, that should be. I mean, I hate to be defeatist David here, but I'm going to tell you, nothing's going to happen. Oh, you know, because of the Senate. Yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, David has a story of a trans lawmaker wants to make sure that kids get sex changes. But misgendering him is the real controversy. Get to that and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, I still got to get to that story about people being nervous about late night hosts. Yeah. That yeah. business may be in trouble. Before we get there, what's the story with this trans lawmaker, David? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, so there was a there's a trans lawmaker in Montana. And... Call rip. Get rip on it. <laughs> so this dude, he's a dude, who, he's a dude who says he's a woman. And uh, said that uh, when they were debating a bill 
about, well, banning sex change operations for children. Hmm. This guy says, well, you know, next time you go and pray, I hope you see blood on your hands. You're killing children. That's what this guy said. So the Montana Freedom Caucus uh, decided to put out a statement pushing back against that. And, you know, that's where apparently the controversy is. Not that there are people who want to be able to castrate healthy children, <laughs> but because this group of conservative lawmakers in Montana misgendered this person. Oh, they called him a he, which is uh, well, what he is, actually. Yeah. Take it not exactly mentally tough. It broke him. <laughs> that what we're saying? Uh, the lawmaker uh, says it is disheartening that the Montana Freedom Caucus would stoop so low as to misgender me. Oh, that further demonstrates their disregard for the dignity and humanity of transgender individuals. I'm sorry, well, but, but you said that they wanted to kill a bunch of kids, dude. All right, settle down. Right. Where and is this Governor John Dutton on this? <laughs> Well, think about it, man. Again, I'm just going to bring this stat up. So you're 13, gender dysphoria. No one wishes that on anybody. But you know, at least from statistics, 85, 90% chance by the time you're 18, you've grown out of it. But this person says, no, 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 no. If you don't let them have the puberty blockers and let them chop off their penis, you're going to have blood on your hands. You're ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, why that stat doesn't get thrown out there a little more, I don't understand it. Everything is hyperventilating all the time. Oh, yeah. It's just, Ew. it's not. It's hysterical. Ew. Every response is hysterical. Well, and I know you sound like an old schooler when you say, hey, remember the old sticks and stones? Break your bones. The words? Not with this crew. <laughs> words are violence. <laughs> Where did they learn that? Maybe the late night people. Because yeah, they're, they're emotionally not very strong, especially if you're talking about like somebody like Colbert. What I didn't know is that it would hurt so much. Donald Trump said something that offended me. Um, I saw this piece in Variety, and the title was Night Jitters. TV's late crowd grapples with weakness in the wee hours. Uh-oh. Well, ratings are down. Not only that, it's not like it used to be. Because it used to be with say letterman back in the day the height of his powers i mean you had a lot of young people couldn't wait to see what letterman was going to do people just watch little clips on twitter yeah maybe instagram something like that well, a lot that were interviewed in this piece said well i if there's a guest that i care about i can see parts of it but i don't want to sit through guests that i don't care about and other stuff it's just a, maybe a highlight i'll check into and throughout this piece it was interesting when they got to the part <laughs> where for years they had all these great ratings and it was making all this money, especially if you go back to, you know, 2017 mm -hmm. compared to now, the money that it brings in is down 41%. Wow. And they don't know if it's sustainable paying these people that type of money. And then it says in 2021, enter Fox News Channel. They added Gutfeld to its lineup. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden... uh he was beating everybody else. Which totally undercuts the idea that people just want to consume things, clips on social media, right? It does. Give people good content. And the program's executive producer said, we're not having celebrities on to promote some movie. We have interesting people on that we think are funny. And obviously, yep. it's working. 
Stephen Colbert, I'm sure, is weeping somewhere. And not entirely in the way that I expected, because... <laughs> <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Roberts. Okay, fun and games. You got to get to a couple of stories. Certainly no fun and games, especially when you're talking about Afghanistan. Yeah. It's so infuriating on so many levels. Yeah, it really is. And as we're hearing the testimony from the inspector general overseeing the Afghanistan debacle, John Sopko is his name. He is laying out the Biden administration and the Pentagon for this entire thing, for this entire debacle, man. I'm not... Not that the war in Afghanistan was running smoothly over the last 20 years always, but, man, there were so many things that were not handled before that disastrous uh, withdrawal. And the Biden administration has come to the conclusion that it was Trump's fault somehow. All right. (laughs) It doesn't matter either if you thought we should have stayed or we should have been gone years ago. Yeah. How we left... This is what the topic is. Well, and I don't think anybody feels good about that. No. And I mean, some of the things that were revelatory, I think, to a lot of folks is, you know, like 80 percent of the well-armed and well-trained soldiers left in Afghanistan didn't actually exist. They made it up. (laughs) Like, Like the fighting force was a total lie. And people in the Pentagon and in the White House knew it, yet lied to the American people about it. And I, I said it at the time, you know, if you go out there and you say, hey, look, I'm going to shoot you straight, we don't think that that government's going to be able to, to hold. But we don't have any more strategic interests in staying in Afghanistan, right. so we're going to leave. The Taliban very well could take over. We hope that's not the case, but, you know, them's the breaks, essentially. I think it, you would have still ticked off a lot of people. But at least you were being honest about it. At least you were saying, listen, we're making an adult decision to leave this place because we have no more interests here. Dude, Millie said there was nothing we saw. Yeah. That would indicate that they would fall like this. Yeah, except they they knew. They knew it would. Apparently, one of the reasons why the Afghan military never took off was because some genius in the government decided to switch up their gear. Okay, roll it. Well, they did have an Air Force. Unfortunately, they were trained on the Soviet equipment, and we switched equipment to American. And our Air Force, again, said they weren't going to be ready as a, an Air Force by themselves till 2030. So they had an Air Force, but when stuff broke down, they couldn't get it in the air. Yeah. Have you ever repaired a helicopter I have via, not. Via, via telephone and uh, Zoom? I mean, it doesn't work. Oh, my God. Goodness. Yeah. We're not ready till 2030? Yeah. And that's just coming out now? Yeah. I had no idea why they didn't know what to do. (laughs) Right. It's like, well, and we all know why they switched to U.S. gear, even though they knew, apparently the Afghan Air Force knew its way around the Soviet leftover equipment, and they had been able to keep it running. I think we can all all guess why suddenly, well, you got to have American hardware there. Cha-ching. Let's make some money. Yes. Awesome. The vast military-industrial complex rolls on. Congress people, they get money. You know, shareholders get money. The rich get richer. 
unbelievable, man, how we did, you know, of course, the people in Afghanistan, but the people that died in Afghanistan yeah, exactly. from the United States that gave their lives to protect our freedoms for this farce. It is. It's disgusting. There are a lot of people really ticked off about this. The other thing, I mentioned it before, it's so frustrating. Most people in America will never know this even happened mm -hmm. because media won't cover it. Legacy media won't cover that. Makes the administration look too bad. If only Dominion made airplanes. <laughs> yes, that would help. Yeah. Then no one got fired. Well, nobody ever gets fired in this administration. I know. I don't know what you have to do. I know, you know, and we already know it. And I think I've probably said that 300 times. Yet, in the spur of the moment, when I think again, my voice goes to another register and I say, and no one got fired. <laughs> I already know this consciously. It's just maddening all over again. Gosh dang it. Uh, you know, let's just get a couple of maddening stories out all at the same time. I happen to see this from Real Clear Investigations. Title of the piece, Where Did All the Biden Illegal Immigrants Go? <laughs> Hard-up sanctuary cities like New York are only part of the answer. Hmm. Oh. So, well, where did they go? I have wondered that because you hear all about these huge numbers. You well, think, where did everybody, where did they disappear to? The official number of encounters by Customs and Border Patrol stands at 5.2 million over the last couple of years, but that's not the real number. No. No one knows exactly how many people have poured across the border. And so, okay, you know, there's been like the sanctuary cities, and you got Denver, and you got New York, and you got Chicago, but then they want money for this. Mm -hmm. They're all open. We're a sanctuary city, but hey, we need money. Well, it, they can't afford it. And you start to get into the numbers of this, and it's pretty crazy. Eric Adams in New York says for more than $500 million in federal aid, paying the city spending at between $2 billion and $3 billion on this. God. Yes. Man. I mean, it, it turns out to be like $33,000 per illegal. That's <laughs> how much people are spending. Dang. Well, the nice accommodations. It, again, man, and the American people have no idea that this is happening. It's just like, well, it's a crazy money. I know we're thirty-three trillion in debt and all of that, but yeah. what does that mean to me? Well, yeah, and in fairness, I'll just reiterate: it's not like New York City has the vast resources of Del Rio, Texas. <laughs> yeah, right. They mention El Paso in the story, dude. A lot of these smaller cities along the border are have been completely screwed over throughout this entire process. Yes. But for so many of the rich liberals that, you know, run different cities like New York, Chicago, Denver. Eh, they, yeah, but that's down there in Texas, Arizona. Yeah. They know how to deal with that stuff. They've been doing it all of their lives. And, you know, they mention Illinois, like Chicago, and the governor, J.B. Pritzker, issuing an emergency disaster proclamation. Uh, saying, hey, we weren't given any official advance warning that you're going to be bussing people up here. We need help with this. So what, JB? So <laughs> what? Tough. You back their play all the time. Now you don't? Yeah, so Pipe Illinois spends $61.5 million. Uh, for Illinois, it was 31000 per illegal immigrant. We just need more kids coming in here having trans surgeries. <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> Well, and then you don't know where this money goes because you're trying to find out, okay, we know a lot of those people then that were here illegally they then got just put out in the suburbs somewhere. 
But you're like, okay, are we talking about hotel? A lot of times, yes. Mm-hmm. So Illinois drops another $8 million on interim housing, $4 million on health screenings for asylum seekers, and more than $29 million on hotel transportation and housing costs. You know, and the idiot governor of Illinois <laughs> comes from the Hilton family. Yeah. I mean, open up your hotels, dopey. How about your turn? Yeah, Why and- not? So at the end, you know, you're talking about people that have been sounding this alarm for a while, saying none of these sanctuary mayors or governors have ever asked for a secure border. No, it's no, always just, no. just give us money. Yes, yes, just secure the border. That's all people have wanted on the right, anyway. Well, but kids, we'll do it. kids in Chicago jumping up on down on cars, pulling people out and beating them up. The problem is they don't have anything to do. The problem is there's not enough capital being used <laughs> to help them. <laughs> They're starved they, of opportunities. Start, right. We need to create that. We need money in there. More bouncy houses. That's why yes. they're jumping on cars. Right. We just need more bouncy mm-hmm. houses. My all-time favorite, midnight basketball. <laughs> there you go. Every <laughs> single night. <laughs> Meanwhile, totally different story, but somewhat related. AOC is whining about cops getting raises? Yeah. For the first time <sighs> in seven years, police officers in New York City are getting a raise, and Socialist Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is mad about it. Oh, gosh. We are now at a point where officially most officers are paid more than a teacher with a master's degree when we are taking all of those resources and demanding (laughs) that every single department except the militarized one be cut. We are sending a message about who and what we care about. Uh, You better care about law and order in New York. No. First and foremost, yeah, or keep people safe. I mean, get your priorities straight. The on. teacher thing doesn't matter unless you have law and order. Well, and, and look. Well, in the master's degree, you need a master's degree to teach fifth grade? The answer is no. Shut up. Yeah, it's a huge scam, especially school districts and for-profit online universities offering master's programs. That That is such a huge scam. If you ever want to go down a rabbit hole, that will just enrage you, especially if you are in education. Oh, boy. I mean, how much money exchanges hands between different school districts, state governments, and these for-profit universities to put teachers in debt thinking that they're going to make a lot more money with a master's degree, buddy. Also, according to the school district, salaries for teachers starts at $61,000. That's up to $68,000 a year for teachers with master's degrees and no prior experience. Starting salary for an NYPD police officer, $42,000. Oh, you need to raise that fast. Absolutely. Hey, you, criminal, I have a master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, stop. Wait a second. Just yeah. listen to me here. All right, all right. Listen, all right. Listen, listen. Okay. Listen. I got a master's. Okay. Jeepers. Knucklehead. You got another clip of Biden, David? Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden tried to talk about bringing in a more fair tax system, and here's how it went. Okay. But you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. Mm-hmm. You know the average tax rate they pay? What is that? Eight, E I G H percent. E I G H. That's eight. A, egg, egg, egg. Not, not really sure. Hmm. Joe Biden has a long history of having trouble with numbers. Well, you've demonstrated that. Just- yeah, I mean, well, it's pretty long, actually. <laughs> you start at the beginning. 1.4 million. Uh, well, excuse me, a 1.4 million, a 1.4 
mile stretch. Going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar, billion dollars off the sideline. Now we have yeah. over 120 million dead from COVID. It's estimated. That it's- I don't you remember that, man. Maybe you had COVID and your memory's messed up. A third of the U.S. population died. Yeah, there you go. Just, just during COVID. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Cognitive test for him? Nah. <laughs> he can do push-ups. Shut up. It's estimated that 200 million people have died. 150 what? million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars. <laughs> so COVID killed, <laughs> what, 200 or maybe 350 million Americans. And then Bernie Sanders killed another 150 million Americans. Wow. We're down a man or two. We can't put together a recreational softball league right now. It's a good thing the CDC uh, put the Bernie Sanders vaccine uh, on a fast track. (laughs) You got that right. He's killing, marauding around the country, killing For a baseball team, you can't field nine. There's only eight. E-I-G-H. Yeah, just (laughs) eight. Eggman, we're out. Have you ever seen that movie? Fonzie. Yeah. Yeah. Eggman out. Yeah. What was that again? Eight. E-I-G-H. Yeah, okay. I'll sit down now. Oh, David, what's the story we got coming up? Oh, my it's God. It's a Robin special. We need equity in crash test dummies, fellas. Golly. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott. <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm laughing. I haven't even heard the clip yet. Yeah. You saw it. David went and grabbed it. What is this about? Well, the- oh, this is uh, uh, Mayor Pete, uh, or Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, uh, testifying in front of the House of Representatives, and uh, a Democrat from Connecticut by the name of uh, Rosa DeLauro. No, do it like AOC. What? What's her name? Rosa? Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she's Hispanic. I could be wrong. No, I know, but it sounds that way. I just wanted... Rosa DeLauro. Thank you. And say that. Okay. Thank you, AOC. <laughs> Una democrat <laughs> de Connecticut. I don't know. I, anyway. <laughs> what, why do I go along with this? I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, so Representative Rosa de Lauro uh, was talking about a top priority of hers, and she's thanking Pete Buttigieg for equity in crash test dummies. No, you can't make this up. You can't. You also plan to make important investments to uh, address the roadway safety crisis, including the critical funding that would accelerate the development. And this is an area I've I've written to you about of the use of female uh, dummies in crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash victims. What? There's not enough female crash test dummies. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so this is actually kind of an interesting rabbit hole to go down. Yeah. Uh, okay. This has been talked about. The The question is whether or not uh, traditional crash test dummies are suitable to uh, gauge the impact or effect of an impact on women. Okay. And so just like a year or two ago, they started using female dummies in the crash tests. But there are a lot of experts who say, well, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the because the, you're, you're talking about basic physical attributes of a, of a female, which would include breasts. So they use average breast size. And they, a lot of experts say, well, that really doesn't affect the outcome of a crash. Some people say, well, they're, uh, you know, women tend to be smaller. They say, well, you can just make smaller dummies. 
They're like, if you want me to put boobs on a crash test dummy, that's fine. I can, but I don't think it'll have any real uh, benefit in the resource or in the, in the research that is done uh, to test automobile safety. So I don't know. It's it's kind of an interesting thing to do, but it's very interesting that this representative is saying this is a critical thing to put boobs on crash test dummies. Of all the things in the world right now. Gender disparities. Men can participate in women's sports, (laughs) share a locker room with them, and change clothes with them. But this is the problem. These Uh, freaking people. Crash testing. This will start to fight the gender inequity among vehicle safety and crash. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I don't think they're ready for the conversation about maybe why women are apparently more likely to get into deadly car accidents. Oh, they're worse drivers, you mean? Is that what you're saying? You can put it that bluntly if you'd like. Oh, boy. What do you mean? Hmm. Well, you guys said it. What, are you cowering down? Yeah, I'm cowering here. Listen, man, it wasn't that long ago. And, you you know, it's depending on the mood. If you want to just push buttons, there's a bad driver in front of you, and you can tell they're a bad driver. And if you throw it out there and you say, all right, I'll, I'll bet you, if you just want to go a buck, it's either somebody really old or it's a lady. Where do you want to go with here? Might be dead. And people will freak out. But if they do freak out, ask them if they want to bet. And if they do, you're going to keep winning dollars. I want gender equity. How how do you know what that person is? That's true. You know, the other thing is, with that whole crash test dummy story, did they ask the crash test dummies for comment? I haven't heard the crash test dummies in a long time. For good reason. One hit wonder there. (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Biggest story of the day, David. Biggest story of the day. There are a couple that are popping right now. Uh, Of course, we've been going over the uh, inspector general testimony, looking at the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal. Um, I think it is pretty significant. Uh, as well that uh, while the grandson of the dude who shot Ralph Yarl in Kansas City mm-hmm. did an interview on CNN and said, well, yeah, obviously my grandfather's racist. He's an older white male Christian. What? This oh, is boy. bizarre, man. Holy smokes. Okay, we got to get to that audio. Um, Another clip from Joe Biden talking about inflation, which is a doozy. All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Don Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, and the polka dots, Scott Robbins. David, where do you want to go? You want to go with the news update? Yeah, the Biden sure. Story? Uh, let, let's go with the news update here. Okay. Um, so... Of course, a lot of people have been following the case of Ralph Yarl. This is the teenager in uh, Kansas City, right? Um, As the story goes, he went to go pick up his siblings from somebody's house, but he got the wrong address, and this old guy in his 80s shot him in the head. Yes. And thank God Ralph Yarl is still alive, but the, the narrative setting with all of this makes me wonder what else actually happened. Because maybe this is older, paranoid guy shoots somebody he thinks is breaking into his house. And that's a really stupid decision to make. But again, yep. we don't, the fact that we don't really know anything about what his mindset was, 
right. why he would have shot through the door to begin with if somebody just rang his doorbell, that, I don't know, man, it, 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 there is part of me, and I try not to be this cynical, but there is part of me that thinks, man, I, I'll just As a friend, this. David, I'll tell you this. This is what I would say to you. Okay, before somehow inside you feel somehow guilty for being cynical, yeah. how many times has there been a story yeah. where you're taking the media's word for it early on, and I'm talking like over the last 20 years, only to find out, oh, that there was way more to that story yeah. Yeah. that you didn't well, know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we still have, well, the current vice president of the United States saying that uh, Michael Brown was murdered by a cop in Ferguson, Missouri. Hands up, don't shoot. That was a complete lie. The whole movement was based on a the, lie. I mean, the, the, the DOJ under, what, two different presidents, the yep. uh, uh, local prosecutors, the state of Missouri, all, and in some cases, were trying to figure out how Officer Darren Wilson would have murdered this Michael Brown guy. Mm-hmm. And they all came to pretty much the same conclusion that, no, the Michael Brown was not standing in the street with his hands up saying, don't shoot. He was assaulting the cop. Yes. There were riots because of that. Yeah. A false narrative. So that that was a lie. There are plenty of other examples of this. So I do wonder what else is out there. But that doesn't stop the race hustlers on cable news and network news from going out there and saying, obviously, this 80-whatever-year-old man is a white supremacist, and this was all because he was a black kid. It's like mm-hmm. there's no other possibility in their universe. So Don Lamont on CNN brings on the shooter's estranged uh grandson oh boy now this guy has idiot liberal written all over him he's he's a white guy with cornrows (laughs) (laughs) never a good idea yeah so anyway he's he's on there and don lemon says do you believe that your grandfather was racist okay do you believe your grandfather is racist Uh, i believe he holds, holds racist tendencies he believes. Why do you say that? Uh, he's just a stock American Christian male. It's uh, older, you know, that's just how they are. Oh, it's uh, the conspiracies and weird, random racist things. And they say, yeah, sound, and it doesn't make sense, but they're just scared. Okay. If we could drill down on. He's just a stock American Christian male. It's a... Uh, <laughs> What stock, the heck does that mean? Stock Christian male. Yeah, I, I know a lot of uh, white Christian males, and none of them have shot a teenager through a door. No. I know a lot that have done a lot as far as money and time for the black community. Uh, but I suppose that's the narrative that he just swims around all mm-hmm. the time, and that's what he's told. Yeah, that was weird. And you know maybe maybe the guy who who shot the teenager is this racist old kook. I have no idea, but he very well could be. But when you have this dude going on there and saying, "Well, yeah, you know him. He's an older white American Christian male. Of course he's racist." Wow. <laughs> yeah, what a load of garbage. How long man. do we have the mocking the elderly Indian man narrative? Oh my gosh. <laughs> racist. Obviously, that kid was a racist. Right. The Nick Sandman right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Sandman. He, he was a racist. Yes. We were told that from jump. From the jump. We were. Th- there's a lot of those stories out there. Wow. Not surprised. Well, at least Don Lemon got a guest on that didn't own him on his own show. That's true. Like yesterday, 
when Thivik Ramaswamy was on <laughs> yeah. talking about the history of slavery and Don didn't know what to say. Good night. All right, what's the Biden thing? What is Biden saying? He understands oh, yeah. the plight of the people? Yeah, you know, he's not going to really do anything to help, but he does understand your pain. He is continuing to take zero responsibility for the cost of living crisis in this country. <sighs> okay. it's As time goes on, it is harder to hear this guy say this kind of crap. But somehow he relates to the common man. Of all the things that you really dislike Biden for is part of it. I'll say it for me is the fact that there are still so many people believe that he's just a hardworking blue collar yeah, guy. That's where that's his, that's where he came yeah. from. That's that's what he's all about. Okay, I get how people are hurting. Roll it out. I get how folks are struggling with inflation. I grew up in a house where the price of gas went up. You felt it. It was a discussion at the kitchen table. Here we Not go. Inflation has been a global problem because of two things. You've been a and swamp creature for decades, dude. Oh, and again. Your family has gotten rich off the people because you sold them out. A pandemic that disrupted these supply chains around the world. Putin's war in Ukraine uh -huh. disrupted energy supplies and food supplies, causing the price of everything from eggs to wheat to go up. <laughs> And we don't have a timeline for that war, but we're going to be with them forever yeah, as long course. as it takes. As a matter of fact, we're giving them another $325 million worth of assets. Don't know if you heard that. But he wants you to know that human suffering is not a joke. Yeah. Not a joke, folks. Not a joke. Who's laughing at that? <laughs> Who thought it was a joke? I don't know. This guy. Let's get to uh, Deb Holland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not many people know her, but if she keeps this up, she's going to be a household name. Oh, yeah. Interior Secretary uh, Deb Holland put on a show mm -hmm. during testimony on climate change. This is, again, it's bad dinner theater all the way around. Climate change is the crisis of our lifetime. We have an obligation to future generations to make sure that we have a planet for them to live on. <laughs> uh oh, and that's Is she weeping? She is weeping, yes. Could you get some experts around her to tell her to calm <laughs> the frick down? It's you're it's gonna be all right. We've got this is a big lie, okay? They've been saying this since the seventies for crying out loud. And that's why I'm here, and that's why I'm working incredibly hard to make sure that we can realize that transition, that we can have diff differing energy sources. We can't uh, continue to Listen. Um, be a one industry uh, country. Hey, a woman could do a job just as well as a man. Absolutely. Promote him. Get him in there. But you're not helping the cause, Deb. No. Okay, because you're saying if you put women in the workplace, you're going to have a basket case on your hands. All right? You're not doing women any favors. Yeah. You might want to just resign today. You're somebody, killing the movement. Somebody gave her Kinzinger's mug. <laughs> Can we just start Pulling. pumping antidepressants into the water supply in D.C.? No kidding. So Capers. this is the same lady who starred in one of the most brutal congressional hearings a few weeks ago when uh, Representative Ryan Zinke was asking her about some of the climate change stuff she wants to do, namely restricting mining operations for critical minerals here in the United States, which effectively outsources that dirty work to a country like China, which does not have the same guardrails when it comes to mining and exploration that we do in the United States. So you're really, if you're thinking it's a global problem, you're not solving anything by just outsourcing the work to China. You're actually making it worse. Yes. Um, 
So anyway, th- this is just I, I I love this audio. It's incredible. Are you aware that China produces more emissions than any other co- any other country in the planet? I have probably read that somewhere. Are you also aware that China produces 90% of the world's plastic from four rivers? I will take that as... as have you, also, you also are aware that China is the biggest offender on legal fishing. Hello. Thank you, Chair. Are you... Thank you for that. You know, sometimes I just get into my feelings and I get on Instagram and I get a little cry. Are you aware that China controls by proxy production, the supply chain of critical minerals that are critical to both the EV world and defense? Thank you for that information. Thank you, but your truth bombs are making me cry. (laughs) Your words are hurtful. Are you aware by multiple studies that in order to satisfy the present requirements of EV and critical minerals of defense, it would take an increase of 2,000% of mining for 20 years. Are you aware of that? Thank you for the information, Congressman. We need to stop climate change or we're going to die. Unbelievable. He's, Does anybody know anything? No, everybody in this administration is window dressing, period. They are, yeah. She's Native know, American I mean, and therefore she gets this job. Doesn't matter what she knows or doesn't know. It's all about her identity. Pete Buttigieg is only the transportation secretary because he's gay. Kamala Harris is only the vice president because she's a woman of color. Yep. And the list goes on and on and on. I'm going to totally switch gears, but I'm going to bring this back around. Okay. I want to do a story about Aki. (laughs) I say it that way because there was the weeping sports guy Mm -hmm. once that said Aki. Aki. Did you guys see the story of Winnipeg Jets center Morgan Barron? Needed 72 stitches. Damn. Took a skate to the face. Okay. He got cut with 10 minutes, 43 seconds left in the first period. Got stitched up. Returned to the ice with 13.24 left in the second. Heck yeah, man. I saw that. And you know hockey players, they're a different breed, man. They're tough. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. And I just thought to myself, you know, maybe... Parts of our media and maybe some politicians could hang out with some hockey players more often just yeah. to toughen up a little. You know what I mean? You know, you talk about the impact of that day, but you guys won. You guys helped. <laughs> you 72 stitches? Dude, dude people uh, in media were, were more affected by the fact that a defenseman in the NHL wouldn't wear the stupid pride warm-up jersey. Yes. This guy yes. takes a skate to the face, and he's like, stitch me up, Doc. I got to get back in there. It's the playoffs. It's unreal. And you were talking about, you know, all these people crying and everything else. And, it, dude, I had already put this together just for you guys. It's not even a surprise now. It's like that hockey player, think about that against, you know, people in the media. <laughs> Vindication for a lot of people. <laughs> What happens if that guy takes a skate to the face? No, jeez. Oh, my God. That might be a two-hour cry. That's a headache there. Holy mackerel. Two months of traction for tweaking a hamstring. Yes. Yeah. Stubbed a toe? Yeah. And that's when the tears came. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Stelter weeping because he had to cover the coronavirus. 
Yes. Oh, my gosh. What I didn't know is that it would hurt so much. (laughs) (laughs) These people are unreal, man. Uh, Holy smokes. All right. There's much more we got to get to. Did you see in the middle school in Washington? They had this licking game between staff and students. What? Licking? It was called a licking game. Uh, Explain exactly what was going on. People have lost their minds. All straight ahead right The Monthly Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Marthy, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't know why David's laughing. I'm afraid to ask. We got to get to this story. This is nuts. I asked if you guys saw the video. This was at a middle school in Washington, Desert Mills Middle School in Kennewick. I'll just read from the Fox News story, and then I saw the video. It's crazy. Um, Minor students and adult teachers are shown licking marshmallow cream off of either side of two clear plexiglass panes Mm -hmm. at the same time during this competition. So what's happening is you've got plexiglass you see through right Mm -hmm. so if you're the student you're face to face with the teacher and there's marshmallow on each side and you're that close to each other licking do you picture it yeah i do i it's disturbing imagine you're in middle school one of your middle school teachers at the time and you are participating in this see they said at the assembly they asked kids hey if you want to participate in this game check the box and some kids are like yeah i want to participate in the game but they didn't tell them what the game was some sort of science project no what's the reasoning behind this what educational value does it have it's just a pep rally and this would be fun huh the games fun community students in the crowd could be heard screaming ew disgusting that's so gross what the heck there were some students that had signed up that said, uh-uh, I ain't doing it. And they went yeah. and pulled students out of the bleachers. You go do it. Jeez. And so there was a mom that got a hold of the video. And she said, you know, the principal is seen laughing. And the principal is taking out his phone to film the scene. Said she was baffled in another part of the video that showed a grown adult holding a child's head to the plexiglass while licking the other side of the structure. Said she was most alarmed by the final scene where the security guard looked like he was licking the marshmallow off the plexiglass in a sensual way. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So this mom that talked to Fox said, uh, in my opinion, we don't send our kids to school to be exposed to highly sexualized behavior by adults. We send them to school to learn and for them to socialize with other people their ages. They shouldn't have to sit in a gym for a school assembly and wonder what is going on. I think most reasonable people agree with her. Mm-hmm. So she thought, maybe I'm overreacting. Shows it to other parents. They're like, what the heck? This is far worse. I'd heard a little bit about it. This is way worse than I thought it was. So then it's a couple of weeks later, and then the superintendent comes out with this statement to parents. There's no question. Uh about this negative impact of this activity. And after thoroughly investigating how and why this particular activity took place, it's clear that the intent of the activity was innocent and not ill-intended. There's zero evidence to suggest or support that this was in any way grooming activity. (laughs) Okay? On the part of organizers or participants. And, of course, it's the rest of the standard statement stuff. Safety of our students and staff is very important to us, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
Now, when you're People done licking the fired, yeah, when you're done licking the plexiglass, don't forget to put your mask back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I mean, I was glad that ABC actually covered Hunter Biden and this IRS whistleblower. Yeah, says, "Hey, man, that dude is getting the old president's son treatment." Yeah, th- this is pretty remarkable seeing this uh, covered in mainstream media. So there's been this tax evasion investigation into Hunter Biden going on for quite some time, and somebody who works in the law enforcement arm of the IRS is claiming that uh, political pressure is slow rolling this entire process. And also the allegation is that the Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, yeah, lied to Congress about about this as well. So the I know, IRS I know agent, who that is. Just based on that alone, I know who it is. Based on what? Your impersonation of it's Merrick Garland. Thanks. Every time you do that. He's infuriating. I know. It's terrible. He's a, seriously, he's done the country so wrong in so many ways. You could call the White House switchboard. All you have to do is that, and they'll transfer you. <laughs> well, you Hello, know what? Well, you'll get to hear part of it. They actually included him in the ABC report, if you want to hear from that. Sure. It was Pierre Thomas oh. on the story for Good Morning America. Rebecca, good morning. We've been waiting for months to see whether the investigation of Hunter Biden will result in charges. But now allegations that the president's son has been getting preferential treatment. What? And we'll get into our theories of why they're covering this in a second, but it goes on. This morning, ABC News learning that an IRS whistleblower is challenging assurances by the Justice Department that the investigation into Hunter Biden is not being watered down. The U.S. attorney in Delaware has been uh, advised that he has full authority. He has been advised that... Uh, he is not to be denied uh, anything that he needs. It's not restricted in his investigation in any way. But in a letter to Congress Ooh. obtained by ABC News, an attorney representing an IRS agent Whoa. who claims to be involved in the case says his client knows of details of preferential treatment and politics improperly infecting decisions in the investigation. Well, well, well. Mm. When are the walls going to start to close in, though, David? <laughs> <laughs> Actually... Comer. No. Said it on Hannity last night. No. He said it. The walls I heard, are closing I don't have in. in front of me. He actually said, I'm telling you, Sean, the walls are closing in. Here we go. Um, okay, well now I'm I'm more and more disheartened. Um Oh listen, man, he's phrase, new to this game. He doesn't know how often the walls are closing in has been used. He needs <laughs> us as advisors. <laughs> the walls are closing in. That phrase has been taken out back. Stabbed multiple times, <laughs> strangled, and burned by the left over the last several years. Yes. It is a little bit tired. There's no doubt about that. But when ABC is covering, but we have different theories as to why this is happening. And your biggest theory, David, which I, mean, I think may be true. To me, it, it's been all along, especially since what, last summer? You've had little dribs and drabs of things put out in the media that could be potentially harmful to the president, especially now if there is evidence 
that Joe Biden is improperly trying to uh, influence the investigation into his crackhead son. There, that's, a, that's a big deal. But there's been this little drip, drip, drip. Okay, classified documents here, classified documents there. Almost as a warning shot to Joe Biden to say, you're not running again in 2024. Again, I, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I kind of feel like Lucy with the football at this point. Yep. Because certainly before the midterm elections, boy, it sounded like if they lost the Senate, yeah, Joe would be out. I believe that. And so now it's because I, I don't think Joe would be a willing participant. I don't think he wants to step aside. I think he, I, I oh. believe him when he says he wants to run for president again. Um, I also wonder if they're making Hunter the fall guy. Yeah. Meaning, well, this was just him and it was the <laughs> this tax stuff. And then there was the gun thing. It's not that it's enriching the Biden family. Joe Biden being the big the big guy and 10 percent. It's not that it's just Hunter, the crackhead son. It's he's bad. Joe's great. Hardworking Joe. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm glad that they're at least covering it. And I'm sorry, it does seem like the walls might be closing in. No, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I was setting up something else. Mm. You know what I was setting up? Mm. Your walls closing in montage you put together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you had finally had enough, I think, late last year. <laughs> the walls are Don't just stand there and try and brace it with feels like the walls are closing in. It feels as if the walls are closing in here. I think the walls of, of justice are closing in on President Trump. The walls are closing in. The president clearly feels all the walls closing in on him. The walls are closing in. I, I think at this point, the walls are spinning. It does feel like the walls are closing in. Everybody he talks to says the walls are closing in. This is another potential wall closing in. This president is feeling the walls are closing in. Man, sounding alarm bell is saying, man, you walls closing in is tired. I, I'm just, I'm wondering, though, how exactly do walls spin? And why is that necessarily bad? That was a weird phrase, wasn't it? I've never heard that one. <laughs> the walls are spinning, spinning right now. Yeah. We haven't taken the kind of drugs these people are on. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they believe biological dudes are women. Well, I'm <laughs> glad. take yeah. drugs. I'm glad uh, Comer said that then, that uh, he's, he's using it in this case. Yes. Close the walls in on the Bidens. Um, man, this is a sad story. It's infuriating. I think it needs to be told. I yeah. saw this interview today. I know you saw it, David. This lady that actually lost an eye oh. yeah. in the subway. She was attacked last fall. It's just brutal, man. Yeah, Gosh, Elizabeth dang. Gomes is her name. Uh, she was attacked by a career criminal on the subway in New York. Her attacker had been convicted of murdering his grandma at the age of 14, and apparently, okay, got released, has been in and out of jail ever since he was initially released. Um, and okay, for some you reason, kill that person, you get another chance. Yeah. If you got to go back to jail, that should be for a long Yeah, time. that's it. Sorry. No, you're gone. Um, she was on Fox News this morning reacting to left-wing activists getting mad that a pay raise is going to... Uh, NYPD officers because left-wing activists are saying this is terrible because what well, teachers don't get paid enough yeah AOC talking that here's this lady there's times and place for everything and once you put safety first everything else will go right after it I cannot call a teacher if I need help if a man is running me down I cannot call a teacher hmm. I'm gonna have to call the police I'm gonna be praying for a police not a teacher you know I mean I understand you need a master's for all these things but to own a business you don't need a master degree. Right. So and let's 
safety is first. The people out there need safety. We're not going to be running yeah. behind teachers. We're not gonna, like, come on, guys. And I mean, you can visualize it if you're hearing that to actually see her saying this without her right eye, man. Mm. It's mm. just brutal and all done on purpose. Mm -hmm. Letting criminals out of jail, commit crimes again. Gosh, dang. Uh, you had an update, David. Oh, no, a news source has gone away. I know. BuzzFeed News closing no. up shop. Darn. Oh, Darn the wow. lock. Oh, well. This is the first news outlet to publish in full the P-tape dossier. Do you remember that? <laughs> yep, I do. Uh, and they defended it at the time, saying, well, it was journalism. <laughs> it was the single largest <laughs> disinformation dump by an American news source in the history of our country. And so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I am dancing on the grave of BuzzFeed News. I'm right there with you. I mean, they should stick to what they do best, which is, you know, like, you're not a real Disney fan unless you pass this quiz. <laughs> well, those are fun. Yeah. It sounds like I just made that up. No, that's on the page right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they should stick with. That's, if they're good at anything, it's just crap taking like that. random polls. Yeah. yeah. David, the story of the six year old girl that was shot after a Golly. basketball rolled onto a dude's yard. You know, man. What the? And the context at least in American news media right now, to me at least, comes, in, comes down to what the situation is with uh, the Ralph Yarl shooting in Kansas City, where apparently this teenager, or as the story goes, teenager shows up at the wrong house, rings the doorbell twice, elderly homeowner gets freaked out, shoots him through the door. Mm -hmm. Elderly homeowner is white, uh, the teenager is black, and so immediately there could be no other explanation, according to the media, other than... This is a hate crime. This was all just racially motivated. And it that could turn out to be. But we've seen a lot of hoaxes, and we've seen the media get things wrong, especially when race is involved, way too many times for me to take this at face value. Um, Dude, think of it this way. The Nashville shooter, the manifesto, we yeah. still don't know what it said. Don't know, but we're reading the minds of an 80-something-year-old dude who shot a kid through his door. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then there is not really a national conversation about this case. This is in North Carolina. Uh, Kinsley White, six years old, wounded along with her mother, Ashley Hildebrand, and father, William White, when a gunman opened fire in Gaston County after he got enraged about a bouncing ball. Apparently, a uh, group of kids playing basketball, the ball bounces onto this guy's yard. The shooter, Robert Lewis Singletary, got angry, ran down the street, and emptied his gun, hitting her. The, the dad... Because the ball went in his yard. Yeah. The dad actually turned around and, uh, and was able to draw fire. And, wow. I, I mean, this is a horrific story. And uh, he is, at last check, he was on the run still. I don't know if he's been arrested at this point. But uh, but this is a guy, he's a felon, never should have had a gun to begin with, and he's had a lot of trouble with the law in the past. And national media gave away the game because in this case, nobody's talking about the races involved. In this case, it was a white little girl and a black guy. Nobody's so is it just talking about guns? What are we, is there well, no. talk at all? No, well, they don't even want to talk about the race. That's the thing. Like, and And I'm fine with that because I don't think that this man's actions had anything to do uh, with 
I don't know, some sort of uh, racial animus. Maybe it did. I don't know. I'm not jumping to that conclusion. I think he's a psycho who never should have had a gun and was actually not allowed to have a gun by law. But media jumps in without even looking into the Ralph Yarrell case and immediately says, well, this is obviously about race. So, I mean, when somebody cynically says, well, obviously we need to have a conversation about violent black men committing crimes against young white people, I get it. I get why somebody would go down that road. Sure. You're just playing by the media's own rules at that point. You know what, man? We haven't had a chance to get to this yet. Um, civil rights activist, president of the Woodson Center, Bob Woodson, ended up on Dr. Phil. Because on Dr. Phil, they were talking about reparations. Uh-huh. Uh, Bob Woodson said something I don't know if people were expecting him to say. Hmm. But, yeah, you'll want to hear this. Um, we will get to that. There's a, there's a bunch of different stories we still haven't had a chance to get to yet. There's a lot going on today. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and Heather McDonald also said BLM was a form of mass neurosis. <laughs> oh, wow. It, you, I, I dare no. anybody to debate her on that. Yeah. We'll get to it all coming up, Brady. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, you want me to play the Bob Woodson clip here from Dr. Phil? Oh, sure. Yep. Well, they were talking reparations. Um, Bob Woodson, he is the president of the Woodson Foundation. He is a civil rights activist. I've heard him speak before. Really smart guy. Um, and it was interesting because he said, no, he was not for reparations. And Dr. Phil said, why? And this is what Mr. Woodson said. I mean, when you go into uh, slavery, it's more, much more complex than all white people were the oppressors and black people were the victims. If you, if you dissect it, you will find there were about 3,700 free blacks who owned 12,000 slaves. Black slaves. The question is, do the descendants of those free blacks who own black slaves, do they pay? Blacks really uh, benefit. Well, hold on a second. I'm guessing that's information a lot of people don't know. Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Holy smokes. Yeah. As far as I can tell, that is true. That's not made up. And that's before they, they that's before they ban teaching it in my schools. Well that's that's a weird thing. I live in this evil racist or I grew yeah. up in this evil racist state of Texas, which is trying to ban history from being taught. I remember <laughs> right. being taught that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember no. that far. Yeah, that's No, it's it's quite a percentage. Stunning actually. It actually is. But that never gets brought up. No, no. I was born in nineteen thirty seven during the depression. Everyone in my small low income black community 98% of the households had a man and a woman raising children. Elderly people could walk safely in that community without fear of being assaulted by their grandchildren. Never heard a gunfire during that time. Never heard of a child being uh, shot to death in the crib. And he goes on to talk about what has happened, and he thinks it's a moral decline. And he thinks... You know, that's not just in black communities. That's all across America, but also very much in black communities. And I'll just play you a little bit more of what he said, because I think so many people feel like we all need to come together. And I know that sounds all hokey and pie in the sky. Most people would do it if they actually knew the facts. I really do believe that. I think the powers that be, especially media and certainly the far left want to divide people as much as possible that's why they make everything about race or trans activists or 
blah, blah, blah. But here's Mr. Woodson. Uh, communicate to our people this, the, the history of how they achieved in the face of oppression. But if we continue to sit back and say all of the challenges that we face in, in uh, outer wedlock birth, the violence, that somehow white, the, the control of that is, is in the hands of white America, and therefore, until white people change, there's nothing that we can do. This sets up a, a terrible situation for this nation. The big crisis facing America is not racial. It is a moral and spiritual freefall that is consuming our children. The highest uh, uh, death rate among black families is homicide. Among uh, Silicon Valley, the highest uh, le level of, of suicide, six times the national average. Did you know that? Silicon Valley, six times the national average? Wow. No. I didn't know that either. In no. Appalachia, they uh, prescription drugs. And so if we are to address this crisis that is causing our children to, to lack a, a sense of, of, of personal responsibility or value for their own life, they will take their own life or take someone else's. Wow, man. That's true. Well, and, I mean, you can't wait around for the activists or the government to, to fix this because there's way too much profit in making sure that a problem gets worse. Where it, where it starts is on your block, wherever you live. 100%, bro. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Okay. Big story of the day. There's a few out there. Yeah, I think a huge story is that uh, there is an IRS agent who's wanting to be a whistleblower. Poof. And as the story goes, maybe there's been some political influence. What? That may be hampering the investigation, the criminal investigation, into Hunter Biden, the crackhead son of the president. Now, who might be directing that? Improper influence. Well, that would be I don't a, know. True international pressure. I think I think it's time for House Republicans to start drawing up those articles of impeachment, like now. Yeah, we could do Biden, Mayorkas. I mean, there's a whole list. Uh, Ardona. There's a bunch. Robbins, you are chomping at the bit. You got your big three, the trifecta. We'll get to that in a news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. Sexy Boomer in polka dots. Scott <laughs> Robbins. Man, this is crazy news. Breaking. Um, impact a lot of people. It is now illegal for teachers in the state of Florida to be gay. Yeah. Yeah, the White House wow. press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Wait a minute. Yeah. What did you just say? I'm just reading what it says that oh, it is now right. illegal oh, for right. teachers in the state of Florida okay. to be gay. So, That's yeah, what dumb, it says. Dumb stuff coming. Yeah, so the uh, the State Board of Education in Florida yesterday expanded the parental rights and education bill and the anti-grooming uh, portion of it to say that, yeah, now through you know grades K through 12, all public school, yeah, don't talk to kids about their genitals or about, you know, getting sex change operations. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, it had been K through third, and now it's all grades. Uh, so there, we heard the shrieker there, so people were shrieking. Yeah, people are very, very mad about that. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre decided to uh, go after the state of Florida for doing something that a majority of Democrats in Florida like. 
Okay. I also want to say a word about the decision yesterday made by the Florida Board of Education to expand the state's dystopian don't say gay law. Oh, stop it. That's such a lie. It is a lie. That's the biggest freaking lie that's been perpetuated from that podium. Yes. Since Joe didn't know anything about Hunter's business dealings. Yes. The don't say gay. There's nothing. There's don't say gay is nowhere. I understand. It never has regurgitated by people just over and over again. I know. And news media call it the so-called "don't say gay" bill. They just keep lying and lying and lying. Right? Who calls it that? Left-wing activists called it. Right. Yes. And Planned Parenthood first started that nonsense. Well, news media is propaganda. That's what it is. Yeah. She's a part of it. As this measure takes effect, it will prohibit all students, up to seniors in high school. From learning about our learning about or discussing LGBTQI plus people in the classrooms. Okay. I don't know exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't either, and I, I don't know. I'd have to get clarification. You on can't that. discuss the people. You can't talk about someone who is in fact gay. That's not what it means. She's lying. No. Of again, course she yeah. is. No. And- Teachers in Florida. Go ahead. And, you know, the, the, the hypothetical that the left has thrown out there is like, well, if a teacher has a picture of uh, his husband on his desk, he's not allowed to talk about his husband anymore. I was like, well, well, one, is it really that necessary for teachers to talk about their personal lives with kids? But two, you say, well, that's my husband. Well, what, what does that mean? Uh, talk to your parents. How hard is that? Doesn't seem too tough. No. No. All right. Go ahead there. Teachers in Florida have already faced the devastating consequences of the existing law. What's devastating about not talking to kids? Nothing. As far as kindergarten to third grade Nothing. about things of sexual nature. How is that devastating, you freak? Talking about this, these guys. If you think that, you're a freak. Live in a world of hyperbole. That's what they do. They have freak out and hyperbole. That's it. Nothing sane about any of this. It's insane. I mean this sincerely. If... If you think, okay, all right, let me make sure I heard yeah, that right. Okay. Teachers no. in Florida have already faced the devastating consequences devastating. of the existing law. What in the world is devastating about it? I don't know. She, right. she knows better, but she's going to say yeah. it anyway. You know, it's right, weird. Am, am, I, am I correct then in saying if you believe that you're a freak, you need help? Yeah. You, you're nut. You know, it's yeah. weird. Is I, I've been a, a camp counselor before. Yeah. Uh, I've, you know, watched nieces and nephews uh, in the past. I had a lot yeah. of exposure to young kids. I got two kids of my own. Mm-hmm. I have never once felt devastated by not being able to talk with them about my sex life. <laughs> never once have no. I felt, damn it, I can't talk to them about their wieners. <laughs> Dang. That thought has never crossed my mind. Not once. <laughs> uh, I, yes. Good point. A very good point. Yes. I thought Robbins was going to come in with something. I'm glad he did. All right, onward. I wanted to, but I couldn't. Thank you. Under threat of having their licenses revoked, gay teachers have been forced to take down pictures of their spouses from their desks and censor their classroom materials. Censor the materials if they are of sexual nature. Yes. That's what parents want. Let me ask you a question. Maybe I'm just way, way out here on this one. Okay. Uh, and I was in school uh, a lot more years back than you guys were. I never once saw a teacher with a picture of the spouse on the desk. 
that I recall ever. I can remember teachers talking about their spouses. Of course. My husband and I went here. Or my kids went here. We did this. Yeah. Okay. But that's still not illegal in the state of Florida. That's of not what's been not. banned. You can still no. say that. But yeah. when somebody asks, what, what does being gay mean? That's where, appropriately, it's like, well, we're going to, you need to talk to your parents about that. Right. I mean, just like I would expect that from a heterosexual teacher as well. Yes. How do yes. you have babies? Well, you're going to have to talk to your parents about that. <laughs> right. That's what I would expect the heterosexual teacher to do. Good point. Censoring our classes is not how public education is supposed to work. In a uh, free- yeah, it actually is. Oh, we didn't think we had a need for it until you freaks started getting all freaky. Work in a free country. Conservative politicians love to complain about the so-called cancel culture, all while threatening teachers with losing their jobs if they teach something that the MAGA extremists don't agree with. Man, oh, man. I understand we have an activist for the press secretary. I just don't remember it being quite as much on display as that right there. How dare you try to restrict teachers from talking about sexual fantasies with kids, (laughs) (laughs) you MAGA extremist. Uh, Apparently, Corrine was out there also today saying, as far as that big story today, that there's the IRS whistleblower saying Hunter Biden's tax evasion case is being mismanaged. And the powers that be are making it very difficult because he's the president's son. Uh, Kareen says no truth to that. White House is cooperating, and so is Mary Garland. Apparently, he said. I, I think uh, you know the, the president has uh, made clear that we are uh, in a, a question of allocation of resources. Um, um, we will. Well, that was an old uh, statement. That's why he sounds every time. I was going to say, just he never says anything. You can put that anywhere. Yeah. Yes. All right. I think we got the updates. Huh? All right, Robbins, are you ready for your trifecta? Rock it up. Are you sure? Yep, here we go. I you're, think. You're, okay, just making sure, man. If you're sure, okay. I'm no, sure. No, Casey's okay. ready to go, I think. Are you ready? One, two, look at my shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins, top three today. Every day at this time, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How you doing? You okay? Good. All right. Very I'm springy ready. today. Yes. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> three. Number three, uh, New York is banning Native American sports teams. Well, you know, when you've solved the problem of rats the size of Dobermans running through the streets, when your crime has been solved, when your illegal immigration problems is solved, when all of these things are solved, the thing to concentrate on is now making sure that public school teams in New York will soon be banned from calling themselves names like Warriors, Chiefs, or Braves, following a ruling by the Albany Education Honchos. The Board of Regents, which presides over the state's department, uh, said uh, we're going to phase it all out. Get rid of those nicknames, and if you don't, we're going to cut your funding off. This okay. is the concern of the mm-hmm. New York City and New York State boards of education. Wait a second. Okay. Chiefs. Warriors? Really? Warriors. Warriors, <laughs> Warriors are from New York. And what are they going to do about the Golden State when they come to play the Knicks? 
I don't know. What are they going to do when the Atlanta team comes to play the Mets? I think Maybe they'll find the Warriors. I don't know. <laughs> what about the money you owe? Yeah. Right, they're not going to pay that. What I still don't understand is that a man can pretend to be the caricature of a woman and use the uh, locker room at a at any gym he so chooses, but calling a high school football team the Braves is offensive. Perfectly cool said and right. Yes, that's true. And if you want to call yourself the Warriors, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? When you're president of the biggest gang in the city, you don't have to take any shit. Uh, f- <laughs> okay, I got my Warriors fix in there. Wow. Nineteen seventy nine classic. If you didn't know the references, it's worth to, checking out. Had to slide Axel in there, huh? I have to, man. And R. Ajax, I'm sorry. Yes, no, Axel. Axel is Axel. W. Axel Rose from it's, Guns N' Roses, but he could say that. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three of the day up yeah. to number two. Number two. Democrats remind us how much they hate women. Yeah, if you got a daughter uh, and you voted for a Democrat, I want to remind you, they hate women. They hate it. Uh, forget the fact that men are bigger, stronger, and uh, cases faster a lot of times. But they are going to be allowed to play in sports. In women's sports. Yes. It was voted in Congress yesterday, of course, to advance this bill to make it fair so girls didn't have to participate against boys in sports. Yes. Seemed like a logical thing to do. Not one Democrat voted for this. Not one. Zero Democrats voted for this. There wasn't one person on the other side. Now, what I'm waiting for here, and it hasn't happened yet, but I'm waiting for the media to change the way this thing is and call mean? it the trans, uh, trans can't participate bill. Probably will. You know that's coming, right? Any time now. Biological men can't compete with women. Yeah. It's pretty... Simple stuff. Zero votes from Democrats. Zero. Yep. Now, on with the countdown. Their claim is transgender bullying, by the way. People aren't buying it. Think they're over it. No. This guy Robin's trifecta. Unbelievable. Okay. Top three of the day up to number one. Number one. This is actually kind of a funny story. So uh, Elon Musk's SpaceX had a big missile or a big uh, ro- missile, <laughs> a big rocket launch. Easy. Today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> today. And going into it, I think Elon Musk said, yeah, there's like a 50 percent chance it won't get into space. It's going to blow up. Right. But we want to see if it clears a certain altitude, we'll consider right. it a success. There's well, a lot it, of coverage. Yeah. yeah. And it blew up. It did. How many millions and billions of dollars were spent on this thing? A lot. A lot of money. Uh, That's one of those fully uh, fully reusable transportation things they've been talking about for a long time now. Designed to carry both crew and cargo. This one had no crew on it, but it did have cargo on it. And it lifted off and it blew up in space. What I thought was funny is the way SpaceX described what happened to the media. Okay. It was a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was over the gulf of mexico yeah well it was in right near texas when it yeah. took off right in right texas, on the border yeah. there yeah well the, yeah the interesting thing is there's a bunch of these uh, like uh, there's a guy named ben collins he's a so-called disinformation reporter for nbc news yeah who's like ha ha elon's rocket blew up and a bunch of people said hey by the way he kind of said that before the launch. There's a pretty good chance the rocket's going to blow up. He did say that. And uh, but he's saying no. You're just taking. El- Everybody's saying that is just 
taking Elon's word for it because you're right wingers who worship him. Blah. No, no, literally, here's where Elon Musk said it'll probably blow up. <laughs> no, you guys are in the Elon Musk cult. Blah. It really didn't blow up. It was a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you think about that guy. I mean, how many failures has he had? Lots. A lot. That's, yeah. that's how you keep going forward. That has nothing to do with worship. I mean, dude, he's a, like we've said before, he's a different cat. Now, the hatred but, for this guy is really something. But this Collins guy, he's just your typical dork yeah. in media. Just, you know. But wasn't he the hero for like 10 minutes when they started making the electric cars? And Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and there you have then it. all okay. of a sudden he went, hey, you know, Twitter, I'm going to, eh, this is really getting out of control. That's what happened, yes. We hate you. Yeah. The Scott Robbins Stripe Fact every day at this time. Okay. There's still a couple stories we haven't had a chance to get to. News update. And then, of course, Nimrod's in the news. <laughs> if you're going to get baptized, do you have to get naked? What? Well, what? we'll answer that question straight ahead. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. And the White House is saying that absolutely not. The Attorney General has not been improperly influencing the investigation into Hunter Biden and his tax evasion allegations and whatnot. Nothing of this sort. Uh, uh, I just haven't thought about that question. I, I, I think, the, you know, the, the president has... Uh, yeah. So now multiple media outlets in the United States are actually reporting this somehow that um, an IRS whistleblower wants protection in order to tell his story about political influence in the tax evasion investigation into Hunter Biden and how perhaps, perhaps, uh, the White House may be influencing this thing. But you have to be designated a whistleblower first. Yeah, or else he could be in a lot of trouble. You know, there, there's a lot of rules around. I mean, the, the attorney for the guy wouldn't even confirm that it was Hunter Biden and wouldn't even confirm on the record that Merrick Garland is the public official that has been uh, influencing this or involved in this at least and part of that's because there are generally strict rules about uh, talking about an individual's tax returns for good reason yeah but if there is political influence and potentially uh, more wrongdoing and illegality going into this then you get the whistleblower protection and you can talk about it i bet some people are nervous man all right we got to get the nimrods roll it out when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We start in Arizona, Mesa. 20-year-old Jeremiah Sykes uh, walked into a church, got naked, and tried to baptize himself. Well, mm, well somebody at the church... Called the cops like 2.45 in the afternoon. Said, hey, there's a naked guy that just climbed into the baptism fountain here. Oh, boy. Won't leave. Hmm. So police get there. He was actually wandering outside at that time. Still naked, but oh, he had wow. a blanket apparently he took mm -hmm. from the church. And then he punched a cop in the head, hit another cop in the face. When they tried to stop him, he's been arrested on a bunch of charges. No sacraments for you. Mm -mm. And then we got this, well, he was the fiscal officer, Vinton Township in Ohio. Um, he's been sentenced to five years in prison, taking public money to fund his own roadside zoo. 
Golly. He blew 300 grand. Owls, wildebeest, exotic animals, enclosures, pressure, washers, all this stuff. Gosh dang. And then he had a gazebo, kayaks. It's incredible. Bring the family. <laughs> and that's Nimrod's in the news.